Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for TV. Tonight, we're going to talk about going your own way recovery and how um, once you've kind of gone down this path and decided to become a bachelor, um, what are the stages that you're going to go through? And even if you've already gone through these stages, um, take a look back and see, you know, kind of kind of if you agree with me and, and what you think um, as far as that goes, because reading a lot of my comments, sometimes I see a lot of guys that ask questions and I can see, or they, they vent or they say certain things and I can see kind of where in the progression, um, they are. And I'm curious to see if you guys agree with this. So this goes as far as regular relationships up to a point. And then a few steps further, I think is what gets you to being a bachelor and kind of being done with the dating thing. So let's go through this and let me know what you think. So going your own way and recovery from relationship, the five stages of grief. So if you see the first line here, you ignore everything below and think of other guys that talk about this stuff is crazy. So what I mean by that is, you know, when you hear people talking like we do about dating and, and some of the other things that we notice is a lot of these people will say, you guys are nuts. Where do you come up with this stuff? Um, you know, get back into the dating scene. You've just been hurt or who hurt you or all that stuff, right? That's everybody above that line is kind of still in the dating scene. They take their their bangs and their rough ups and they decide, hey, I'm still out there and, and I'm okay. But after you go through those enough times, that's where you start saying, man, is, is it always like this, right? So next you have the breakup. And then the first stage is betrayal, shock, and confusion. That's in any relationship, Okay. But when you decide to start going down this path of looking deeper into why these things happen, that's where you first learn of things like hypergamy, which uh, is a marriage into an equal or higher caste of social group. Okay, so hypergamy basically is an expression a lot of us we use that means that women marry up. Men also marry up, but it's different. Okay, and here's the actual definition of it. An empirical study examined the mate preferences of subscribers on a very large computer dating service. They found that women on average express a much greater hypergamic selectivity, meaning they prefer mates who are superior to them in the traits of social, socioeconomic or social status, education, and financial standings. So what that means is if a guy is popular, if he has a big group of friends, um, if he has a large following, so to speak, and if he's uh, very well educated, which means potential for earnings and that uh, leader of men quality and financial standings, which again is, is security and reliability for both her and offspring. Uh, while men express a desire for an analog of hypergamy based on physical attractiveness, they desire a mate who ranks higher on the physical attractiveness scale than they themselves do, which means that if every guy likes beautiful women, right? And the more beautiful, well, the more they like them. A woman's job doesn't really come into play. Her financial stabi uh, stability is nice, but her earning potential doesn't go into play. Whether she has a ton of friends or is popular doesn't come into play. Men don't care about that. Okay. Um, in this point, I will say this much for women, that um, if you keep yourself relatively attractive or, or attractive to him, uh, meaning that if you're... Uh, you know, if you keep yourself very similar um, in your physicality and your looks as much as possible, age always comes into account, um, as much as when you first started dating, he will stick around. He will be happy if you treat him with respect and everything else. 
Okay. With women though, there's many more traits that they chase after. So there's much more chance of risk to the guy. They also chase what I call danger or the feels, which is chasing raw physical attraction, which men also do, um, or the risky relationship where the danger of participation is too exciting to pass up. That's chasing the feels and the tingles. That's where um, you'll see a student teacher thing that we've talked about. You'll see a guard with a prisoner, that kind of thing. You'll see a uh, boss and employee type thing more often, not necessarily because of the looks or other uh, traits, but because of just the raw risk and the excitement of that. So after that, the and again, this is still kind of in normal breakups range, but you start thinking um, beyond. You'll still be betrayed or shocked or confused of why she broke up with you and what's going on. But in addition to the normal reasons, you'll start saying, uh, you know, what do you mean this is what dating and relationships are really like? Like all relationships are like this? And I can't believe this happens so often. Or why are women like this? Or why would she do X when I did so much for her, right? You start asking like, instead of why did she do it? It's why do women do it? Why do relationships end up like that? You start looking at the bigger picture when you start going down this path, okay? And a lot of your research will begin at this stage. You might look, be looking up terms and, and you know, why does my girlfriend do this? Or why does, why did my wife do that? That kind of thing. Okay. Next is anger and frustration. And that's where you start thinking like, but I was raised to do X in relationships. I was raised to be supportive. I was raised to, to, um, to help her or to always be the strength in our relationship or always, um, you know, make my wife happy or make my girlfriend happy. I was always raised to do that. You may say, I do everything I was supposed to do, or I was expected, or what I was expected to do for her by society. You know, society says do this, or my family says, or my pa- my dad says, or parents say. People say to be like this, and relationships would work out, but they don't. And next, you, you might say, but I did so much for her. Why would she just walk away? You know, I paid off her student loans. I mean, why would why would she just throw that all away? Or we've been together for X amount of time, right? So you start getting really angry and frustrated at this stage over, well, I can't believe, right? And you do more reading and research at this stage. Um, This is where also you might bump into a Brifolt's Law. Now, I've heard people pronounce it differently, but, you know, I'm an American, so Brifolt's Law, okay? And if you don't know what that is, pause the video, write it down, Brifolt's Law, and look it up, read about it. It's an interesting topic. So next is the bargaining or the unicorn hunting stage. And I've seen more comments um, on on people on my videos at this stage. Um, not the most, but several of them. So we'll see things like, well, maybe not all women are like that. Maybe just the girl I was dating was like that. And that's N-A-W-A-L-T. Not all women are like that. Well, she's not like the others because, and I've seen this too, where people will say, yeah, but the, she's different. The unicorn hunting right? She's different because she's, she's 30 or 29, but she's only had two long-term relationships. Or she's different because I met her at church or a social function, or she's different because whatever, right? Um, You still start doing that bargaining, or maybe she's special because. Uh, You might also say, uh, well, if I do X differently than my last girlfriend or relationship, the results will be better or different than the previous relationship. So all I have to do is fix myself or do something different and this won't occur again. Uh, You might also uh, say, well, I hear women in blank country or X country are different. 
uh, or they're better for long-term relationships. Now, I have said that, you know, a, a European woman um, like the Ukrainian or some of the, the Northeastern European women um, are different. They are different, but only this much different. You know, you're, you're giving yourself a couple percent chances. We're not talking about vast differences. Okay. And you do even more research. And at this point, a lot of times guys will return all the way back up here to the top to you ignore everything below and you think other guys that talk about this stuff is crazy. Well, you may not think it's all crazy, but you you go back and you start trying to date again, thinking maybe I'll meet a different girl. Maybe if I do this different, maybe if I hit the gym, get a better job and make more money that this won't happen to me again. You may initially attract a better class of woman, but there's always other men that are even higher class. I mean, you just can't. So a lot of times guys will return to relationships from this. The next step is depression and loneliness. And I think this is also another area where a lot of guys kind of get trapped is you start going through the, I'm going to be alone forever. Um, yeah, but what happens, that means I'm going to die alone. I'm not going to have a, a family. I can never trust relationships again. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to get married. Um, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm alone all the time. Uh, I guess this is the way relationships work then. I, I've seen too much. Now, a lot of times, guys at this stage will then meet somebody, again, that pulls them out of their depression and makes them feel good and wants to hang out with them. And you you have a great time. And all of a sudden, you know, you're six months in and everything's looking good and you're, you're back out into the dating pool again, okay? Which means you're going to, you didn't do enough research. You're going to be right back here at some point. And so, again, you have to, now at this point, you're starting to understand the research you've ingested. But it doesn't mean that you've decided that it's like you're done. You may, you may understand it, but you, you may still, you know, um, and then last is acceptance and you accept the nature of dating relationships, marriage. Uh, you're talking on the forums, you're reading, you're watching, you're absorbing and internalizing this information. You're practicing being alone. You're rearranging your lifestyle to live alone and to be a single alone person and prioritizing your life in a way that's best for you at all times, which is why people will often say, well, you're just selfish or Yep. I am. I'm a very selfish person. I, I do what I want, when I want, how I want. And, and it pleases me very much. And once you get to the acceptance point, I, I don't, I cannot imagine a case where you could turn around and get back into the dating pool. Now, can you casually date at that point? Yes. Um, can you go out and, and just have a little bit of fun? Yes. But could you ever get into a serious relationship again to where you give up because you have to give up part of what you want, what you're after, what you're chasing. You have to give up part of your life to have a successful relationship. Let me, let me correct that. The dream or the attempt or the belief at a successful relationship. But I think once you've gone all the way to the accept point, there is no more long-term relationship. There is no more cohabitation. There is no more getting married. That's, it's all dead to you. Like you, you've, taking in enough information that you know that this is that's never going to be an option for you. Okay, and that's true acceptance of being a bachelor. And a lot of guys, you know, a lot of us before, when you look at all the stages before acceptance, a lot of guys would say, you know, I wish I didn't know this stuff. I wish I could just go back when I didn't know and I could try dating and so on and so forth. But now, now I know too much to be happy in a relationship. That's another stage of acceptance. And, and once you get there, 
then then you wouldn't want to go back because then you'd um that's that's why we use the terminology that we do of of uh, neo in the matrix taking the choice of the red pill or the blue pill and then there's cypher the guy that says oh man i wish uh i want to take i want you guys to wipe my memory and put me back in the matrix and i want to believe in it and i want to live in that world and i don't want to know about the ugliness outside i just want to live in that beauty uh you can never go back because once you know um, you've now protected yourself. You now have an understanding of how things work, but it also means that you're not going to be a victim and you're not going to, uh, you know, the, the expression, um, the more you hurt or the more you love and the deeper you love, then you, the more you hurt and the deeper you hurt when it's over. Well, you can still like things and care for people and, and want to have people in your life, but you never go too deep to where it's going to hurt you nearly as much because you know at some point it's coming and that's why i have in my video you know she's she's not yours she's just yours right now right or it's just your turn um because at some point it's going to happen to you so guys if i missed anything if there's other stages or other things that you think you've gone through let me know down below um and comment down below i'd like to hear what you think about it um, don't forget to uh, like, comment, and subscribe. That's always a, a plus for me. If you'd like to support my work, there's a link down below as well as one right up here, or in this case, right up here. Um, so I'll cut it off there for tonight. I'll have another video out for you guys real, real soon. This is Better Bachelor. I am Joker, and we'll talk to you soon.